Hello friends, Mel Jeffcoat here. It is 8.41 p.m. on a Thursday. And it being a Thursday, that means we are getting back into Zettelkasten Thursday. And if you don't know what that means, Zettelkasten is simply a uh, note box full of cards that I have written about things that I've read or things that I've thought. And on Zettelkasten Thursday, I simply pull card or two out of the box and read it and discuss it and talk about it. Now today's subject is going to have a very niche audience. In fact, the Venn diagram of what I'm going to talk of the two subjects I'm going to talk about may have only me at the center, but we're going to give it a shot. So the first subject is the Cosmic Doctrine, which I talked about in the three-part series called Unmanifest to Manifest back in September. Um, if you haven't read, listened to those, then I'd recommend it, but I will do a quick, very quick recap of the concepts before I begin. And the other uh, topic is the Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, of course. And if you happen to be unfamiliar with that, it is a huge, sprawling fantasy series that was supposed to be 12 books, and Robert Jordan wrote 11 of them before he died, and then Brandon Sanderson took over with Jordan's notes, and found that there was entirely too much material to cover for one book, so he managed to do it in three, and that was still cramming a whole lot into it. But finally, I don't know, 30 years after it began, the uh, series was finished a few years ago. Now, I started reading this series when I was in high school, so mid-90s. And I've read it multiple times because there's so much going on. There's hundreds of characters. And you never know when some minor character is going to show back up and become important. So every time a new book came out, I found myself rereading the series to get back up to speed. And for the probably last time, a few months ago, I finished up uh, the reread of the whole series because I hadn't yet read the Brandon Sanderson books that finished it off. So I reread the whole original series and I finally read those last three books and finally finished this series. Um, so I'm not going to describe the series too much because I'm going to assume that if you're still listening, you've probably at least gotten a little bit of a uh, experience with it, if not having read the whole thing or part of it yourself. But the quick recap of The Cosmic Doctrine, which is by uh, Dion Fortune, which is a work of esoteric um, philosophy, you could say. Um, and the disclaimer in that, in that book at the very beginning is that the content of that book is intended to train the mind, not to inform it. 
which means don't take it too seriously as some sort of statement of how the world really is, but contemplate the concepts and the images in order to develop your mind. With that being said, it, she starts with a description of the unmanifest, which is essentially nothing and everything. And it is sort of the primordial soup from which all manifestation comes. Now, for a longer discussion of how that might happen, see that three-part series I mentioned earlier. Um, but suffice it to say that uh, a portion of the unmanifest blocks itself off from the rest of the unmanifest, and by limiting itself, it turns into manifestation. And that also means that all around, the outside of the limits of this little universe that has come into being, is everything else. Everything that is not in that universe is outside the barrier. And that is one type of evil that she talks about in the book. And it is not the evil of... Uh, deliberate bad things. It is simply the evil of things that don't belong in our universe. And it is the pull towards dissolution and back to unmanifest. Um, there, we could get into that a lot, but that's all you need to know really for what I'm going to get into today. Here we are, six minutes already, and I haven't even gotten to the cards. Okay. Let's get started. This is, uh, let's see, it looks like February of this year, 2023, is when I wrote these cards. I remembered I just, I just finished the last book and was sort of mulling it over, how it ended and everything, and I had these ideas and I jotted them down in, while I was waiting in the parking lot in my car. In my car. So, uh, in the Wheel of Time series, it is this eternal struggle, essentially, between the Dark One and the main characters. And the Dark One is touching the fabric of the world, and they need to get rid of him somehow. Um, and they do manage it in the end, spoiler alert, but uh, I think he had to assume that that was going to be the case. But um, this is what I wrote. The Dark One is portrayed at the last battle as nothingness, from outside of the pattern. This is an exact match for the unmanifest of the cosmic doctrine, depicted in terms of the fantasy world of the Wheel of Time. Therefore, the Dark One is not a being as such. When Rand, that's the main character, confronted and battled him, he was really battling the portion of himself that resonated with the Dark One. The Dark One is everything that is alien to the pattern, but as it enters the pattern, it is constrained and must, must find expression through the pattern. The Dark One is not a person or even a personality, but an encapsulation of forces and possibilities foreign to the pattern. That is why Shadowspawn and other creatures of the dark provoke a sense of wrongness. 
they are embodiments of lethally alien concepts, taking on a twisted sort of life as best they can within the pattern. The true power, which is the um, basically the magic source that comes from the Dark One, as opposed to the One Power, which comes from the pattern. The true power is the source of all possibilities that it can exist in space. Wielding it is powerful, yet painful, and works in unexpected ways. So, I tell you what, I certainly wasn't expecting the Wheel of Time to match so closely to the Cosmic Doctrine. And I'm not sure if that's Terry, um, not Terry, Robert Jordan, or if that came from Brandon Sanderson, I suspect that it's Jordan, because a lot of the elements were there early on in the books, although they didn't really become explicit until the last battle. But my understanding is, is that Sanderson was working off of extensive notes, and that, in fact, Jordan had written a fair bit of the very end from the very beginning. Um, and also I've read some of other some of Sanderson's other books and I didn't recall any esoteric philosophy as such in them. Um, so I think it's probably Jordan. I don't know if he ever read anything related to the Cosmic Doctrine, or if it just sort of filtered to him in some roundabout way, or perhaps even in a completely unrelated way. Who knows? Um, but I thought it was, it was very fascinating that I could relate it so closely. Now, if you happen to be a fan of uh, The Wheel of Time, then hopefully this um, may have given you some things to think of. And if you happen to be in the very, very tiny sliver of a Venn diagram of people who have read both the Cosmic Doctrine and the entire Wheel of Time series, then congratulations. You are my new best friend, and you should uh, send me an email. <laughs> um, but uh, seriously, I hope that uh, this little discourse has been interesting and at least not too annoying if you are not part of either of those two audiences. Uh, so tomorrow we'll go on to something probably a little bit less esoteric, but we'll see. And until then, keep exploring.